Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. God bless you for coming into His presence. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Your name is everlasting. Your kingdom is everlasting. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the gift of life. Thank you for strength that we're able to stand in your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that this morning you will feed us. And by feeding us, you will bring transformation into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please have your seats. Amen. Please work on Are you happy to be in his presence? All right, so last Sunday, as we are approaching Easter, where our Savior paid the highest price for all of us, we started a journey on how can I say thanks and Last week, we entered, be thankful, praise the Lord. So, let's go back to the scripture in Colossians 3, the verse 15. The King James says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be thankful. Amen. Now today I want us to read various versions of Colossians 3.15. So let's start with the message. There's always a message in a message. So the message version says let the Peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step 
with each other. That is peace. Do you understand? That is what? Peace. When you are in tune with one another, that is peace. When you are in step with one another, that is peace. So he says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other. I'm not singing a different song and you're singing another song. Do you understand? So when the peace of Christ rules in our heart, obviously in the church, there will also be peace. Are you listening to me? And that is the point at which all forms of tribalism dies. Because we identify more with each other as believers than we do as coming from one tribe, as coming from one nation. Are you listening to me? So that is peace. Amen. None of these going off and doing your own thing. Mm-hmm, here we go now. I told you there's always a message in the message. Yeah. None of these going off and doing what? Your own things. Amen. He says none of it. This in the Bible, I didn't write it. You can only say the version was different. Do you understand? But it's still the Bible. If there is no King James, you may read message. Isn't it? If there is no message, you may read the Amplify. Huh? If there is no Amplify, you read um, NIV. Right? So don't say, oh, he brought a strange version so that he can tell us something. Some of us who are seated here, what is called flowing is not in our lexicon. Flow? What is flow? Oh, we are all going north. So, we are all going north. Uh Uh-uh. You said we are going where? Mudua. Me. I'm going to... To just flow in the same direction with people you say you share something common with. They cannot do it. When the church is quiet, you know that they they didn't like that point. I mean, should the message have brought that one? Oh, yeah. You just know that, Charlie, the point is not liked at all. Yes. Like now, the point is saying none of this going off and doing your own thing. When the church is quiet, you see that the reason is because people like doing their own things. The the reason for leadership, all right, is to lead in a particular direction. Do you understand? Like now, we are all seated down and the preacher is, or the teacher is teaching. Then you, you stand up and you start dancing. 
I don't know if you understand. Are you flowing? Are you flowing? Right now we are teaching that you, you get up because you are hearing this music in your, in your head. Do you understand? So as you hear the music in your head, something tells you get up and start dancing. And it's not time, the dancing time has passed. So where are you hearing your, the song from? Then you, you start dancing. Is the person flowing? I'm, I'm trying to give you a picture of flowing. So when the word of God instructs all of us in a particular direction, and you say, well, even though the word says we should go here, me, I'm going here. It means that you've gone off to do your own things. And a real Christian does not have the culture of going off and doing his or her own things. This year, we are going to question your so-called salvation until it is real. I, I didn't get a lot of amen for that, but it's fine. I said, this year, your so-called salvation is going to be called into question. Not called into question by me, but by the scriptures until even you, when you are in the house, you ask yourself, Kwani, am I really saved? Am I saved? Like, am I really saved? Am I a saved girl? Am I a saved boy? Because if you are saved, one of the cardinal signs of your salvation is your willingness to follow Jesus. So if you have gone off and you are doing your own things, you can only open your mouth and claim, oh, Mimi, Nimokoka, Napenda, Yesusana. Me too, I'm Mercedes Benz. Yes, I went to the factory and they've made me into Mercedes Benz. Does it really make me Mercedes Benz? You can, this, this world we're living in now, people are claiming to be anything. Do you understand? Yes. In fact, I think the word they are using is I identify as. Yes. Do you understand? Like I stand there, I said, I'm a Ghanaian, but I identify as a lawyer. And you have to accept my identification as a lawyer. Do you understand? Kongoi. I am a Ghanaian, but I identify as a Kalenjin. Respect my identification. Now, I may identify as whatever I'm saying. It doesn't really make me that. Yes. Oh, I am a male, but I identify as a girl. Yes. So now, is it the world is in utter confusion? Imagine you have come to church, do you understand? And you've tucked your bolo bolo away. <laughs> then, 
you say that I'm, I'm, I identify as a girl. So I'm going there to wee wee. I'm going there to wee wee. I mean, we just see you entering the female washroom. Why are you going? He said, oh, even though I am, I, but I identify as a girl. Yeah. So straight away, we know where your mind is. Do you understand? Because as of now, I've not seen a new washroom created that is called, you see, like that's ladies, then gents. I've not seen a new washroom in the world created as identification. So now we have three others. And you don't want to believe that we are living in the end time. I said you don't want to believe that the end is closer than when we started. The end is close. Do you understand? The end is close. We have in this world today full-blooded men who go and take medicine to develop breast. Yes. So that in fact, the last I heard, men are doing surgery, removing what God gave them and creating other things in the place of what God gave to them. Yes, they are creating what God has not created. Is it these days you can never be sure? When you meet Mandela, you have to check well. What's there? (laughs) Just to be sure. (laughs) Just to be sure. Just to be sure that the guy is still there. Just to be sure. (laughs) I am a husband, but I identify as a wife. The world has gone crazy. Yes. And if you don't believe that the end is near, you, you, you see, just ask yourself, at which point did God move in on Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah, he waited. He waited. He waited. They did their things. He waited until now the cry of all that they were doing had reached the heavens and God couldn't stand it anymore. So he told Abraham, I have come to see if all that I'm hearing is altogether true. In fact, God had doubts. Can a people be this bad? Did you understand? Can a people be this depraved? <laughs> you get the point now? Yes. Can a people be this like evil? God had to come down. When you read Genesis 18, you see God there and then you see the angels there. It's not just angels that Abraham saw. God had come down. He wanted to see for himself. Anything that will make God leave his abode to come and investigate, to verify, Do you understand? To see if it is real 
the things that is happening in Sodom, that's what I'm telling you. As the world is going the direction it is, soon God will come down to verify. Oh, yeah. He will come down to see our men becoming women. Oh, he will come down. He will verify. Because what he wants to do, it, it, God doesn't think that he has to destroy without verifying. He will come down. Yes. He will come down to see. Are, are there women who are now identifying as goats? Yeah, he'll come, he'll come to, he'll come to, he'll, he'll come to verify. Are you listening to me? It's going to be hot this morning. So, what I'm teaching you is that if you are genuinely a Christian, you do not have the freedom to go and do as you wish. As a matter of fact, the day you became a Christian is the day your personal opinion about life dies. So those of you who come and listen to preaching, then you say, oh, you know, apostle said this, but as for me, there is nothing I'm standing here and I'm saying by myself. And it's not backed by scripture. You see, you have to really differentiate between what I say by myself and what the scripture is saying. That's at one point, Paul writing to them concerning marriage, he, in, I, I believe it was, um, first, is it First Corinthians 7 or so? He, he's, he made a difference. He said, this one, I didn't receive it from God. Is my personal opinion. Yes, there's a difference. And then what I am teaching by way of the scriptures is not my personal opinion. So when you leave the church, then you say, oh, oh, even though he was teaching and he said this, as for me, I think, your I think, I think, I think is what will lead you to the abyss of hell because you can't be truly born again and operate your life on the basis of what you think. Where is the place of the scripture in your life? And that is why a lot of us it's not this. It's chapter 7. <laughs> do, do you understand? That is why a lot of us will wake up one day and we are in hell. Why? Because you have lived your life based on your personal opinion. Uh, by the way, are you aware your personal opinion is what you like? Are you aware? Yeah, your personal opinion is what you like. And truth is not subjective. Truth is objective. So if your personal opinion is what you like, do you understand? Like if I tell you that um, omena tastes better when prepared with palm oil. Do you understand? I said omena tastes better when prepared with palm oil. Okay. That's my personal opinion, right? Right? 
Why are you pretending you can't hear me? Then you say, open that tastes better when prepared with milk. They do. Right? Good. That's your personal opinion. Isn't it? So, your personal opinion is, omena tastes better prepared with milk. My personal opinion is, omena tastes better prepared with palm oil. Now, what I have said is my subjective truth. What you have said is your subjective truth. So now, we bring an independent person. Who doesn't come from Ghana and does not come from Kenya? He's an American. So he's neutral. He's outside of me as he's outside of you. So we give him omena prepared with palm oil. He eats. Then we say rest for today. Tomorrow we bring him omena prepared with milk. Then we ask him, which of these two is tastiest? Then he says, well, omena prepared with palm oil is the tastiest. Now, that is an objective truth. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. Now, that truth, which is objective, holds a higher value than my subjective truth. So, even though my truth, which was subjective, has been confirmed by an objective person, the objective person's truth has a higher value than my subjective truth. Because I may have said palm oil that is used to cook omena is tastiest because that's all I've ever known. So I'm biased towards palm oil. Say amen. amen. You said milk with omena tastes better because you are biased towards milk and omena. That's it. Do you understand? Until a person that is not me and you comes and checks out the two and confirms it is milk with omena, that is the sweetest thing in the world. That's objective truth. Now, me that has eaten omena with palm oil, I don't agree. How can you say that milk with omena is the tastiest? I don't agree. But you see, if it is indeed the tastiest, my demonstrations notwithstanding, that is the truth. And that is why the word of God is not your opinion. It is outside of you. It is above you. It is inspired. And you cannot live your life and say you are a Christian when you live it without the written word of God. Yes. So when the Bible says, no going off and doing your own things. You are in a choir. They say all choristers come for rehearsals at 5.30 a.m. That's when you see the real Christian. Because the real Christian says, the group says rehearsals at 5.30 a.m. 
What's your opinion? My opinion is well, it's a subtle deal. It's a, it's a tattoo deal. And, um, you know, we have worked Monday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. And then, so we can come for rehearsals at um, 3 p.m. That's your opinion. I said, that's your opinion. I said, that's your opinion. Is it this where you know real Christians? I'm telling you, you know real Christians. So my, my personal opinion is that, Charlie, we have worked for Pharaoh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. When I should be sleeping Saturday morning, another Pharaoh in the church says 5.30 a.m. rehearsals. Now, if you are truly a Christian, you say, um, Apostle, you mean that the, the fact that I, I can't honor a rehearsals by a small group at 5.30 makes me a non-believer? Yes. What is the mark of a Christian? Obedience. What is the true mark of a Christian? Obedience. Your faith is obedience. Obedience is your faith. If you live a life of habitual um, um, deviancy, you know, as for you, society, we say this. You alone, you say mba. So in the group, you are a deviant. In fact, you are so incorrigible that no correction transforms you. I think the word for you is you're belligerent. Yes. You are, oh, I'm in a group, all right. But I, I choose to be very belligerent. Yes. That, that's, I think, is the best way to describe your attitude to the 5.30 a.m. rehearsals by the choir leader. So what happens? I don't come. Sunday too, I'll come and I'll sit there. When they are singing, I'll be eyeing them. You see, I think God needs to give this church an angel, a, an angel of deformity. Do you understand? An angel of deformity. You do the right thing. You have been instructed. You won't do. Then when you come and sit down and the choir is now singing, then you are giving eye. Hmm, they didn't sing that way. When you do this, then the angel of deformity comes and then your eye stays like that. And then when the song is going, you do another facial expression. The angel of deformity keeps the face there. So he keeps shifting your face. When we close service, we see the people the angel of deformity has worked on today. The mark of your faith is obedience. So if you are in a small group like the choir, and the leader says, Rehearsals is at 5.30. You see, I think a lot of people who don't like flowing never ask themselves salient questions. So Eric, let's say, is the leader of the choir. And Eric says, Rehearsals is at 5.30. Somebody is in the choir and knows that Eric also works. Eric also went to work on Monday. He went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
The person hasn't bothered to ask himself. But Eric, who also works, says 5.30. But he's not going to live in the house or stay in the house and do rehearsals by remote control. He's going to come for the rehearsals at the 5.30 that he... Have you sat down and asked yourself what the leader is asking me to do? He himself has also subjected himself to the same rule as he's subjecting you to. Because when I see him, he's not cyborg. He's not made of metal. Is he? When I see him, I'm not seeing um, that one. The Swaziniga one is what? I'm not seeing Terminator. Right? He's not made of metals. He's not a robot. He also, why is he doing the rehearsals at 5.30? He's possibly making a sacrifice himself. So many people who would not flow, the truth is that you are, you are not somebody who obeys anything. Because you see that even he is doing exactly what he's asking you to do. And I'm saying to you the hallmark of a Christian, a believer, is obedience. Thank you. Is obedience. So if you are in a, like in a main church, you look like you are a flowing sister, but in a small group, you are, you are a Tasmanian devil. We have to believe that you are really a Tasmanian devil than the show you put on in the main church. Because when we come to that group, you are the most difficult human being to deal with. And the church is quiet. <laughs> and I can tell you for sure is the reason, even though we, are, we call ourselves Christians, we are not blessed. Because there is no blessing. That's a Tasmanian devil. Yes. You see a lot of it in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Do you know somebody who puts the picture back? Do you know somebody in a small group who behaves like this? Look into your group and find out if there's somebody who behaves like this Tasmanian devil. In that small group, the person's fangs and teeth are always out, terrorizing the leader, putting down the leader, making the leader feels like you don't know what you are doing. So I'm giving you a picture of a Tasmanian devil. Yes. yes. <laughs> we agreed to come for us at 8 o'clock. It is raining. The leader has walked through the rain to come and do rehearsals. 
the Tasmanian devil is asking the leader at 5 p.m. Did you change the time for the rehearsals? Tasmanian devils. Yeah, the leader has walked through the rain to come for the rehearsals. Yeah, but the Tasmanian devil is acting up because it rained. Yes. I'm even surprised that common rain shows how some of you are not truly saved. Common rain. Yes. Common rain. Some of you don't care whether it's raining or shining when you are on your way to fornicate. Suddenly you see rain when it's time to go to the house of God. You can see rain. When you had sweetness overload and you were on your way to the fornicating house, you didn't see thunder and lightning. Oh, it is dancing stars rehearsals. There is oh, in my area there is a lot of thundering. Who says the thunder is just in your area? When has rain, lightning, and thundering ever stopped you on your way to fornicate? But when it comes to the church, when it comes to God, some of you, it's not even raining. You say you have checked the weather report. You have checked the weather report. Yes. My phone tells me it's going to rain heavily. Yes. Yes. Heavy showers expected. Yes. So you see, even rain proves that some of you are not real Christians. You may not take what I'm teaching you as weighty, but I'm telling you that the fact that the elements can stop you from serving God, you are not yet saved and you are not yet born again. This is somebody they've not arrested to put in oil. They've not arrested you to put you in prison for being a believer. No, it's just normal rain. Normal rain and, oh, I don't know Jesus. When it's raining, I don't know Jesus. You get a point now? So sometimes you can tell if somebody is truly saved by their level of obedience. Which also is the instrument of somebody's prosperity if they will be willing and obedient, they will eat the good of the land. So, if you are not obedient, forget about the good of the land. 
You, if you want to spend your days, verse, verse 20. But if ye refuse, get the point now, and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. So on the one hand, this is what obedience brings. Verse 19, this is what obedience brings. Look at it. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. On the one hand, this is what obedience brings. Then on the other hand, refusal, rebellion brings the other, devouring by the sword. And many people are experiencing verse 20 instead of verse 19. So when I talk to you about obedience, you may, you may, what's that? What's he talking about? Well, it accounts for whatever is happening in your life. Are you listening to me? Yes. So those who don't flow, those who go off, back to Colossians, who, those who go off, you see, don't even join yourself to a group if you think that you're going to have a contrary opinion every time you are being told to do something. Today, choristers wear white, you came with red. Don't join a group and become a vexation to the peaceful operation of the Holy Spirit in the group. Instead of sharing scriptures, then we have to talk about why you chose to come with red. Then you are fuming. Then you are angry. You see, there's no a lot of amen in the church. Yes. <clears throat> yes. If you will not be obedient, there is no need. Save yourself the wahala. Then save somebody who wants to follow Jesus also the wahala. Did you understand? Yes. You see, when people are voting, eh? When people are voting, they forget one thing. Yeah. They forget one thing. 12 million people, I think, in a population of about 40 something, almost just 12, 13 million, 14 million maximum, almost in every country, are the ones who go out to vote. What many people don't consider is that 14 million, out of the 40 million, maybe 7 million have chosen this person. Hmm? Then about six million have rejected this person. What it means is that we have all chosen one person to think for us. That's why complaining eh, is useless. The guy you have chosen, he will do what he wants to do. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? A million plus millions have chosen that he will decide for us the economic policy of the country. He will decide for us our health care. He will decide for us the price of unga. Now the person has decided the price. You have a problem. (laughs) 
I don't know if you understand what I'm teaching you. So, I see, and then again, when you now rise up against a legitimately constituted leader, you have become a rebel. Those of you who go and do mandamano, if they kill you, I won't come and bury you. When we are looking for evangelists in the church, you say you are afraid. You don't know what to say. And then you are the one throwing stones and they shoot you. When you die and they come and tell me, I'll ask the next person, do you have a gun? I want to kill this church member again. You, you tell church members, I want us to go and start a center. I want us to do, plant a branch. They'll tell you, me, I'm afraid. Me, I'm afraid. But now Mandamano has come and you are the lead returning officer. Kenya is a very wonderful country. I think when God looks down on all the countries, he is very fascinated about Kenya. Good oh, you know, good oh, we day inside. Do you hear what I just said? A good oh, you know, good oh, we all day inside. Yes, <laughs> you have gone and voted as a loo. Somebody has gone and voted as a lawyer. Somebody has gone and voted as a Kikuyu. Now you want to complain. No, 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 no. Africa will remain the same until all of us rise above our tribal coats. Yes. The day you alone vote for a Kikuyu president because whatever he's putting across makes sense to you and not because he does a the day you a kikuyu vote for a low candidate because you looked at what he's saying and it makes sense and you say this is what we need to do that's the day Africa will move forward until then igudo inogudo we are the inside Right now in my country, whatever the president does to a group of people is all correct. All correct. All correct. Then to another group, "Mm -mm, it's not good. It's not good. It's the same. Move from here, go to the next country, it's the same. If you speak the same language with a person, all correct. All correct. All correct. If you speak a different language, not correct. Not correct. Very wrong. Very wrong. 
Yes, until that day comes when we reason dispassionately and we take decisions, Africa will remain the same. Yes. Hmm. You did there. You do the mandamano, the people chopping the money. They are, they are not, they are comfortable. Yes. They are not moved at all. Then my church member, (laughs) who has never brought one soul to Jesus, I'm told that in your your work as returning officer, they shot you. I will look for a gun to shoot you again. Because if you die and I shoot you, don't, don't take me to court. You are already dead. Yes. Yes, that, that my bullet is now to tell you when you get born, when you get born again, like when you return to this world, use your head. I don't know if I saw Benson in the returning officer. I saw somebody that looks like him. I think I'll now watch closely all the returning officers. center i'm afraid tear gas bullets flying pop 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 are you listening to me and that's a by the way yeah that's a by the way if you want your walk in christ to be fruitful god requires Obedience. Yes. Downplay it. Oh, me, I know what I want. We know you know what you want. Yes. But a truly saved person is not about, I know what I want. A truly saved person is saying, what does the scriptures say? And I know it doesn't really move you because as for owning the Bible, it's yet to dawn on you that you need the Bible in your life. Because as you are seated here, you don't have a Bible to your name. As you are seated here, you don't own anything called a Bible. But somebody likes you own a girl that nobody is supposed to talk to. You own a boy that you are jealous of when somebody walks to him and talks to him. You too, you want to stand there and say, you are saved? You are not saved. Let's be serious. You're not saved. There are some people, no matter what I teach, when they go out there, they do the opposite. I'm talking about Bible. I'll sit there and I'll see my church member walk in. It's what I've seen it with my eyes before. If I like, let me scream from now till 12 about owning a Bible, not having a Bible. Do this. Next week Sunday, a member, somebody who calls himself a member, will walk there. Monday, he's going to work and he's carrying files. 
Monday he's going to work and he's carrying calculators. Monday he's going to work and he's carrying maybe a project file or something to work. Dare he to go to the office without what is required. But as for the house of God, I can walk in and walk out as I want. What I am also doing is to show you that as long as you remain like that, you are not saved and hell is waiting for you. If that offends you, you can leave the church. You won't be the first. Yes. An accountant's identity is about two. Tie. If you're an accountant, go to the office without a tie. Yes. An accountant. Every, every profession has something. You know, that identity. Just go, you are, you are an accountant. Go to the office without your tie. So the, 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 the identity of an accountant is likely a tie. And then if you move beyond tie, pen. Pen. Oh. They always have pen. Yes. <laughs> Must have a pen. Do you understand? For some reason. For some reason, if you've done accounting, you understand why. Yes. You have to spend long hours calculating, putting things here, moving things from here, debiting, crediting. You can't do it in your mind. You do it with a pen. So the identity of a tie. Next thing, if you want to know someone really, he's always with a pen. Do you understand? Good. A doctor says he's going to the hospital and to identify him in a sea of people, he's likely wearing a white coat, right? And then if you move beyond the white coat, he has a stethoscope hanging around the neck. Imagine you went to the hospital and somebody is not dressed like that, sits you down and say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> eh? you, you say you are in a hospital somebody who is not dressed like that is the one talking to you you see sometimes I think hospital sections have psychiatric not far it may be one psychiatric escapee yes I watched a video and um, a doctor was examining a patient you know, and had already even put the patient on the bed, you know, to do examinations. And as the process was going on, somebody else entered and he's like, what are you doing? It was a psychiatric patient. He has gone to look for, and he's, yes, and he's examining patient. So when the real doctor came in, he ran away. Two years, you say you have been saved. Two years, you have not bought a Bible for yourself. In the two years, if we calculate the amount of condoms you have bought. In the two years of saying that you are, you are saved. If we calculate the amount of condoms you have bought. 
Don't look at me like that. Some of you sisters, if we calculate the amount of P2 you have bought. Some of you, the amount of Postino 2 you have bought is enough to roof your mother's house in the village. Even though they are in a church right now, let me cause a scate. Let's search the, the backs of the sisters. You, you see, out of every five sisters, you see a postino too. True or not true? Yes. One woman was accusing the husband of infidelity or unfaithfulness and she said that the husband had 11 condoms. Yes, she, she said she counted the condoms. But for some strange reasons, the condoms reduced. So she wanted to know what he did with the other condoms. Yes. So the man was being asked, what happened? She said she counted 11. What did you do? The man said, well, there are some of the condoms. I pour water into them. <laughs> then the, she was asked, for what? He said, I just like how when water is in the... <laughs> He's explaining what he did with the missing condoms. Yeah, the, the wife was very wild. She said, I counted 11. How much is 11 condoms? How much is 11 condoms? M- medium range, medium range. 550. 550. So give or take, let's say 500. 11 condoms, 500. Isn't it? Pay attention to what I'm teaching you. 500, 500. Do you agree? Do you agree? Do you agree? Francis, stop pretending. Do you agree? 500, 11 condoms? That's cheaper. Okay, so 100 shillings for one. Ah, I'm going to, into condom business. One condom is 100 shillings. Wait, oh, wait. Hey, this matter has spoiled now. Wait, oh, this matter has spoiled now. Wait, 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 wait. A condom is about 100 shillings. And it has gone up. Stop that political talk. It's about 100 The matter has spoiled. There are brothers who come to church. Offering time. Don't come. You mean that having sex with... I mean, wait, oh, wait. The matter has spoiled. 
you buy condoms. You wear. For how many minutes? Yours is even two minutes. So, every two minutes, you have thrown away hundred shillings. You come to church, the pastor preaches for two hours. Offering time, you are not moved. That's why many of the brothers are broke in the church. You value sex more than you value God and your blessing. The man had 11 condoms, so that's about 1,000. It's a Ghana story, by the way. It's not a Kenyan story. It's a Ghana story. So that's about 1,100, which he may never have given us an offering in the church ever. Three inside. You are trying to reduce my calculation. I've never seen some in the public toilet before. They, they exist. <laughs> hey. Brothers, you have problems. Oh. Brothers, you have problems. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. He, he, I told you, all my stories are true. Yes. He says, I fill them with water and I burst them for fun. <laughs> yes. When she found the condoms, they were 11 and then they disappeared. Yeah. So he said, Oh, he has been playing with a water filled condom. Careful. There are Bibles you can buy for 1,000. In fact, less, depending on where. Isn't it? In six months, you have spent so much on condoms. You see, just accept that, Charlie, I'm going to hell. That's where, you see, your priorities is an indication of where you are headed. You find it frivolous to take money and buy a Bible. But to buy condoms and stay on top of a girl winding your waist like an idiot is fun. It's fun. So now when you come and you say, I am saved, you are not saved. You are not saved. As much as the truth hurts, that is the truth. You are not saved. Someday you are going to walk into church empty handed. No Bible. No notebook. 
No pain. It's like the church is the place you pass on your way to town. Not a place you prepared to come. Come on now. I said, it's like a place you are passing through on your way to town. Not a place that you thought of on Monday. You thought of on Tuesday. You thought of on Wednesday, Thursday, around Friday. You started preparing yourself to show up in Zion. It is not. It's a place you are passing through on your way to town. There's a difference. Some of you are seated here today. As at yesterday evening, you were not sure you are coming to church. Yes. It's not a place you prepare your heart to come to. It's a place you gauge a lot of factors. Yes. It's not a place you long for. It's not a place you desire to go. You see, David was blessed by God because David desired his presence. When shall I come? That was his question. When shall I come and appear before my God? My tears have been my food day and night while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? He desired when, when, not if, if. He said, when shall I come and appear before God? For you is a mixture of factors determine whether you come here on Sunday. I, I'm waiting. If my boss doesn't call me, I'll, I'll come. If I don't get a call to go and do something tomorrow, I'll, I'll be there. He says, when shall I come? When? When? He was desiring. When shall I come and appear before God? A lot of us, as a Saturday night, you are not decided. This morning, when it started raining, you said, praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I think for, for all that is, is worth, we have reduced Christianity to a joke. can't pass through rain. That's the person God is counting on to take the gospel to the ends of the world. Then somebody is going to come and stand here and sing a song. Take the gospel to the ends of the world. Why did you not go where I asked you to go? Why did you stay in Jerusalem? They don't... Oh, no. <laughs> Why did you stay in Jerusalem? Why didn't you go? When I ask you to go, we can't go through the rain. Are, are you understanding what this is? What we can't go there through the rain when it is for God. Tomorrow, let it rain cat and dog. Somebody is going to brace through the weather to sit in the office. Oh, yes. Let it rain. 
they will still do mandamano. That's the truth. I'm teaching you the truth. Is it? We are, we, we call ourselves, and I think that's why, if you've listened to me carefully for a long time now, I rarely say Christian. I want to talk about a believer. Yes. Because Christianity or Christian has become generic. Oh, yes. It's generic now. So now we don't have to talk about you're a Christian. We have to ask, are you a believer? Are you a believer? Christianity is not generic. Yes. It's generic. Because how do you say you are a believer and you walk in disobedience? I think you can say you are a Christian and walk in disobedience. But you can't say you are a believer and walk in disobedience. And this pastor if he wants to grow a church, he better change his message. It will not change. It won't change. If you want to go to heaven, stay in this church. Yes. If you don't want to go to heaven, Charlie, look for another church. Yes, I can tell you the messages you, you'll be blessed with when you go to Certain places, yes. Yeah. Right about now, somebody is being told, receive your money. Receive it. Receive it. I receive it. Your money is coming. Let me tell you, I can preach that message more than anybody you know. And I can preach it with class. More than anybody you know. Oh yes. Some of you have never heard me preaching. You've seen me teaching. You've never heard me preaching. Yes. If I enter my elements. Yes. If I enter my elements. You will be shocked alive. Me, I wasn't a teacher. I wasn't a teacher. Ah, a teacher? No, 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 no. I used to teach. I can teach. But I wasn't a teacher. I was a preacher. Yes. I can shout for one hour. This is some of you think you shout. You don't, you can't shout. I can shout for one hour. And everything I'm saying is making sense. Yes. Everything I'm saying is making sense. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. So don't think that, oh, you know, you can't preach like them. That's why he's saying what me, I can preach more than anybody you know. I will start from the intellectual preaching. You know, I'll start from the intellectual before I come to the commotion. <laughs> yes, the commotion is when everybody 
is on their feet. Yes, that's the commotion. Yes, but I'll start from a premise. Do you understand what I'm saying? So don't think for a minute. And he's here. He's here. He's here. Yes, he's he's here. Yes, I'm just loaded to preach. Sometimes when I see people making noise, I'm trying to hear what they are saying. (laughs) And then you have Christians who live for just the commotion. Today, apostle hasn't done any commotion. That's what made me lose a lot of members when the commotion stopped. Yes. Somebody wants to come and sit here and for one hour, they are listening to me shouting, entertaining them. After that, you ask them, how is the church? It's so very powerful. Apostle preached very powerful. He preached very powerful. What did you learn? Oh, he was very... Today it's like the anointing was just... And then I'm to do this for 10 years. I'm to do it for 20 years. Taking you where? Nowhere. Yes. <laughs> when I finish, I prophesy for another three hours. Yeah. Some of you who are at 11, you start looking at your clock. If I was prophesying, pack at 3 p.m., you'll be here. Waiting for when he will call me. Yes. Three p.m. They'll be here. Right now, because I've come with points. <laughs> is it me? When when you call, yes. sometimes they even start coming, and you say, "No, no, no, not you." Then they leave there. So today he didn't call me, but next week he will call me. There were people who fasted, praying and fasting so they can be called. So don't think for a minute that I'm saying what I'm saying because maybe perhaps I don't have a gift to preach or a gift to prophesy. Forget it. Are you here? Give me my scripture as I move. Colossians 3, 15. Doing your own thing. And then he says, cultivate thankfulness. Give me the NLT version. NLT. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Then he says, and always be what? Thankful. Always be thankful. Do you have that new English translation? Or the Amplify. If you have the Amplify, give us. I want everybody to see Colossians 3 and not give any excuse about thankfulness. 
and let the peace, then he explains, that is soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule. What is rule? Act as an umpire continually. Do you understand? In your hearts, that is, so now inside of you, it is deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body you were also called to live and be thankful. He explains that is appreciative giving praise to God always. Giving, be what? Appreciative. Giving praise to God always. Now, a lot of people don't know that thanksgiving or being thankful has power. The reason we haven't practiced being thankful is because we don't know that thanksgiving, being thankful, being appreciative has power power that it brings forth. So, I want to show you a few things. The power of being thankful. Number one. The power of being thankful. Are you here? Are you blessed? Number one. The power of being thankful. Number one. Saying thanks is a constant part of prayer. Saying thanks is a constant part of prayer. I've watched with fascination how if I start prayer meeting now, I decide to turn the church into prayer service. We are going into our father's houses. Any familiar spirit that is fighting your life, we're going to bind it. We're going to bind it. Tomorrow, there's a contract waiting for you. But the familiar spirit of your father's house, they have vowed that you will not get it. Rise up on your feet and begin to contend. Bind the spirit of familiar spirit clap your hands shout and pray pray bind 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 the whole church will be on fire right now the spirit of god is leading me some of you the devil has hijacked your marriages Hijacked. Every hijacking power that has hijacked your marriage. You see, some of you, you should have been married by now, but your ring is in the hands of that hijacking spirit. Arise, lift your voice, say this after me. Every hijacking power, as I open my mouth, As I begin to pray, fall down and die. Fire! 
We're coming to pray about finances. We're coming to pray about finances. Some of you, your breakthrough should have come by now. But the devil has vowed that you will not prosper. We are coming to pray for our monies. Some of you are operating below minimum. You should be operating in maximum. We are going to bind any power holding your wallet, holding your finances. Say this after me. Every power holding my wallet, my finances, as I open my mouth, as I begin to pray, release my money. Shout money. Open your mouth and begin to pray. See all the powerful things we have prayed. Right? Right? We have prayed about hijacking spirit. Isn't it? Yeah. We have prayed about marriage. Isn't it? We have prayed about money. Isn't it? Now lift your voice and give thanks to the Lord. Then the pastor is not close to the So when we were praying hijacking power, they were not looking at me. Lift your voice and gi- lift your voice. Give him thanks. It's like the pastor is delaying our thanksgiving, you know? They, they, then they start looking at the pastor. Then you see that. They now get angry. They stop praying. Yes. They stop praying. So you see that all our years of being Christians, we've not taken cognizance that thanksgiving is an aspect of prayer, which is very important. So when it comes to thanksgiving, We were just warriors a few minutes ago. When the pastor said, lift up your voice. Begin to give God thanks. You will not hear a voice. You hear whispers. To pray and say, Lord. You see, to pray in the same manner, you prayed about the hijacking spirit. And said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my victory. No, no, no. It's like that aspect is not important. Then, oh, I've forgotten one prayer point. We have given thanks. We have done that. I said, the spirit of God is leading me. We need to pray before. Any spirit of death. That is following us. That wants us to die before our time. I feel a leading in my spirit. We got to pray against the spirit of death. You shall not die. I declare you shall not die. You will not die before your time. The spirit of death is bound in your life. I see you escaping death. Lift up your voice and begin to pray against the spirit of death. 
Ah, we just came from the cemetery of thanksgiving. We just came through the cemetery of thanksgiving. Now the spirit of death. Ayabaya, ayabayaba, I shall not die. Atayakaba, I shall not die. I shall not die. What I'm saying, even the guys holding the microphone, they know that when it's time for thanksgiving, volume echo. Right? Philippians 4, 6. Look at it. The Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, he adds, and what? Thanksgiving. So you have done prayer. Do you understand? You have done supplication. Supplication is the place you come now. You're putting your requests before God. You're ordering things in the realm. And you are not moving. You're so lost in putting your petition before God. There is prayer. Then there is supplication. Are you listening to me? And then he says, and thanksgiving. Then that one is where you say, yeah. The Mamaliza prayer and supplication. Yeah. Let me rest for this one now. But he says, prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. So when you do prayer and you do supplication and you live out thanksgiving can you see why some of us we do not receive what we pray for the truth is that we are not genuinely thankful I'm not going to get amen but I'm going to teach it anyway Psalm 106 verse 1 to 3 Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. Give thanks. Give what? Thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His mercy endureth Forever. Verse 2. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Verse 3. Blessed are they that keep judgment and he that doeth righteousness at all times. He says, give thanks unto the Lord. Give thanks unto the Lord. When you have prayed, the way you have prayed, but you have not given thanks the way you have prayed, there is something missing in your prayer. If you were vigorous 
if you were hot in your requests, you should have the same in your thanksgiving. I'm going to teach this. We're going to close church. I'm going to say, let's thank the Lord. It will be the same story. Because the truth of the matter is, we are not wired from the word go to be thankful. That's why it is, some, it is one of the foremost things mothers teach their children. Say thank you. If it is something we were wired naturally, it wouldn't be taught. And you see, when you were not taught, let's, let's be honest, because you were not taught from the beginning, as an adult, you don't say thanks. If I take Uber, and the Uber ta- or a taxi drives me wherever I'm going, I pay the driver, and I say thank you. Yes, I say thank you. Even if it's not Uber, if Ibra drives me, I'll say thank you. It will come. Many of us are not wired to say thank you. Yes. That we even have to teach it. Itself is a message. But you see, the absence of it is costing many of us so much. Your prayer, what I want you to know is that your prayer is incomplete without sincere thank you to the almighty God. And if you value, if you devalue thanksgiving in your prayer, you are devaluing your miracle. I can shout when I'm when I'm binding witches. But when it comes to thanksgiving, low volume, right? That's why some people don't even want to get anything from anybody because they have to say thank you. Oh yeah. Have you met somebody? I don't want anything from anybody. Before they say I'm not thankful. Have you met them? Is it that now you 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 are not just unthankful, you you're also proud. And that's a very dangerous combination. To be proud and then on top, unthankful. So thanksgiving, all right? Are you here, church? Is a constant part of prayer. Number two. Be thankful as an attitude of your life. Be thankful as an attitude of your life. Colossians 3.15 tells us to be what? Be thankful. Some people learn to say thank you because saying thank you is a part of their culture. Where I come from, saying thank you is a part of our culture. It doesn't matter which tribe you're from. They have similar practices when it comes to being thankful. 
So your thought very early, somebody has put their hands to give you something. Even before you know what you are giving, you say, thank you. Yes. And then as a child, you are taught to say thank you when you receive something. Then the person gave you the thing, right? He's gone. I was shocked when I came here. And I realized that, oh, you gave. I received. Thank you. That's it. You won't hear from the person again until another month they need you. So I was shocked because when you give something to somebody, you are taught that, say thank you. Those days there was no telephone. There was no telephone. It wasn't as easy as it is now. Now you know the person's phone number. Those days there was no telephone. Then the next morning, your mother will march you to the person's house with you to say thank you. My child said you gave him chocolate and then you ask you, say thank you again. You say thank you. And then maybe another time, randomly, you may meet. So, thank you for the other time. Yes? Shock on me when I came here. I could volunteer as a driver. Drop people in their house. To just, you see, as to whether I arrived where I'm going. Oh, um, hello, apostle. Did you arrive home? Thank you for the ride. So it can be something you do because it's a culture where you come from. Do you, do you understand? Yes, it's a culture where you come from. So you can be taught to say thank you. I'm, I'm teaching this to go to somewhere. You know? So if it's a culture, you're taught to say thank you. And it's true. In our community, those days, that's what you would do. Your mother will. You see, the truth of the matter is that if you were given 500 shillings, you didn't have it. So now you say, ah, I have to walk all the way to, to, to where does he even live? To, for us to go and say thank you. You see, you don't deserve any good in your life if that is how you think. This teaching is not going to make some of you happy. I am happy receiving. Go and say thank you. We have to walk one kilometer to go and say thank you. Let me be honest with you. This generation of so-called parents are a disgrace to parenthood. My mother comes home, give me your book, and wherever she was, she thought of buying me a book when she got home. And so, Raymond, I got you a book. Then she received it. I received a book. She's walking away. Oh, ma, thank you. 
She didn't hear. She comes for it and she goes, since you can't thank me for it, I'm better off keeping it. I'm going to show you something. She thought about me wherever she was. Oh, he needs a book. I didn't give her money. I said, Ma, when you're coming, buy me a book, okay? This is the money. Then I gave her the money. No. From the depth of her heart, she thought about me. She bought me a book. Beautiful book. When she gave me the book, I was just... If my mother were your mother, if I say if my mother were your mother, she will come for the book and if God doesn't help you, she will correct your, your brain to learn to say thank you. And she expects that the next day you will thank her for the book and if God doesn't help you, the next evening you should still be thanking. Oh, but that's too much for one book. For one book, you mean, you see, that's where you know that truthfully you are not thankful. Yes. So you can be taught to say thank you is our culture. You understand? I was living here one day and I wanted to be generous to some people. So I instructed, I said, give money to this person, this person. Or I give something, so tell them to share this. I, I, yes, some people. I've given them a name. Is that then is I call them TG. Token gang. TG. So we have had a very long week or so. So I, I said, oh, bless them with this. One person when I got home by evening, said, thank you. They, they all got it the same day. Yeah, they all got it the same day. Do you understand? So by evening, I got a message from somebody. So thank you, Apostle. Da, da, da. The one person remembered, it's Sunday. I gave whatever I gave on Sunday. One person remembered Tuesday. Now, I can tell you for sure, between you and me, between Sunday and Tuesday, whatever I gave has finished. <laughs> One person remembered on Wednesday. And the other person remembered, I think, on Thursday or on Friday. I'm a human being. I'm not God. So, wherever I am, I'm like, wow. I want you to see how God deals with all of us. He answered your prayer. You came to his presence. You couldn't say thank you. I was desperate when I came to your presence. I cried my heart out. And God, you heard me. Thank you. Without thinking who is hearing you. When you were desperate, you were desperate. When he answered, you came Sunday. Business as usual. 
The pastor preached. You didn't thank God. To even come and stand here and say, brothers and sisters, the Lord has done it. <laughs> the Lord has done it. Tell us, sister, what has the Lord done? He delivered me from this. He answered my prayer. And Lord, I thank you. Growing up, growing up, when you come, I was taught in a church. When you, I'm not, I'm not forcing you. When you come to give testimony of the Lord's doing, there is something called thanksgiving offering. Some of you, the only reason you refuse to give testimony is because yes, that's the truth. The Lord has done it. The Lord has done it. And I want to appreciate God. When my children are celebrating their birthdays, I'm asked for money. Yes. Lord, I want to thank you. Then I'm also asked a scripture to add. And that the what scripture should we? Give me a scripture to write on my thanksgiving. Because the truth is that who told you you will live above 12 years? Who promised you? He's done it. So I'm, I, they give offering. And then I'm forced. Give us a scripture. Because I'm the scripture man in the house. To write on the Thanksgiving envelope. Right? Good. When you experience God's goodness, how do you treat it? Many of us as nothing. I've, I've discovered to my amazement that when people really want something, when they are desperate, many of you here are the same. You don't care. Hey, me and attack 1,000. They'll call you 1,000 times. They need between, between their situation and survival is 1,000 they need. Huh. SMS. You go call it. Phone calls. Oh, umesahau. The koapa, nangoja. Send. 1,000 times they'll call you shamelessly. Let's assume that you are busy. Isn't it? Let's assume that you're busy. So, eesh, I'm supposed to send Rose five, um, 500. Then you remember. Then you pick your phone, right? Then you send Rose 500. Finito. You have done your part. In fact, just send it. Throw the phone into Lake Victoria. I said, just send it, send, and then throw your phone into what? Because they needed it, they got it. Finito. To call and say, thank you so much. Jackie, I got the 500, thank you. Or a text message. In fact, some people, the way they even respond. Receipt acknowledged. 
After the money drops on the phone, they become very diplomatic. <laughs> Received. Received dot thanks. Received dot thanks. Do you understand? Meanwhile, a few minutes ago, hello, my sister, have you forgotten me? Hello, my brother, I'm still here. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, we do the same to God. When we come and we shout, oh Lord, answer my cry. And then when he does it, we now go quiet. Received. Next time. Right? Sometimes, somebody has to call the recipient. Please, confirm that you have received. Oh, I was just about to... I I was just... By that time, eh, your money has bought Mbuzi, Matumbo, Sijui, what? Is in the stomach. I'm about to... I was about to, when you meet those I'm about, I'm about, they are the most ungrateful people. I was just about to. And I mean, I think that when you send somebody money and they don't reverse it, the same five minutes, within five minutes, reverse it. When you reverse it, you get a phone call. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get a phone call. If, if, if you want to know what I'm... You, it, it shows you that the person saw the money, but the person was ungrateful, unappreciative. The moment you reverse the money, you get a call. Somebody who was calling you every five minutes is pretending they didn't see the message. Then when, when you reverse it, so my hand was in water. Hey, don't let me tell you something. You know, my, I was washing. And I didn't check my balance. Let me check. Let me check if it has come. Right? You are not thankful. So, sometimes the culture where we are taught to say thank you, watch this, listen to this, has also made certain people to say thank you without being thankful. Uh huh. So, a lot of people can say thank you, but they are not genuinely thankful. Is a heart matter. I don't have 1,000. You gave me 1,000. I appreciate it from the depth of my heart. Yes. You see, if I send you 10,000, don't. <laughs> if, if I was you. You will write me one paragraph of message. You are an angel sent to walk on the shores of Kenya. 
Your kind and your caliber is unique. From the bottom of my heart, I am forever grateful. I appreciate you. And I want to say to you that you are a father of fathers. You are my hero. One paragraph. For what? 10,000, right? Then that day, I had only 100. I sent you 100. Then you say, Asante Sana. So, you see, we are weighing how people say things. So, because it's just a hundred that some gave me. I'm like, what's this? Hundred? He gave me hundred? You are about to walk all the way to Siokimau. His hundred has saved you how many kilometers of walking? You know, some of you, you are slim not because you choose to be slim. You are slim because you and Matatu, you don't go too well. True or not true? Right now, the slim people are angry at me. Meanwhile, we know that you are Johnny Walker. I don't know. I think the Sunday I returned, it must have been LP burial teaching. Yeah. You are going to walk. Then you ask for the fed. They said 50 bob. So you decided to walk. You, you are going where? You are going to Langata. So you walk all the way. Then you ask again. Ningapi? Nyayo, 50. Then you walk all the way to Timor. You ask again. Ngapi? Lizard. Twangy. 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 I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You buy sugar cane to help you on the journey. But here was Sam and he sent you a hundred bob. But because it's not 10,000 and it's not 20,000 and it's not 5,000 some of you, you say, hmm, with all my problem, this guy, what does he think 100 bob is going to do for me? Yes. You are not thankful. Yes. 
You are now what? Thankful. Are you listening to me? Yes. So you see, it's not about the, that. Oh, it was big money. Big money. They, you're just, some of you, when you get money, like, there are some people, I think their pesa gets shocked when they get 1,500. Like, they get shocked. So they are there. Then 1,500. They have to confirm the balance. Right? Then somebody sends them 100 shillings. Anyway, before they say, I'm not thankful. Thanks, bro. Next time. Yes. I have people in my life. I don't know about you. I have people in my life. When I see their phone calls, I don't have to be a prophet. I know why he's calling. I have them. I have them. This person will never call me. The day I see their phone call, you see, even if I try to predict, oh, maybe the wife is sick, or maybe the son is, I always will get it wrong. Predict one thing. I'm, strand, I'm somewhere and I'm, I'm stranded, and uh, please, 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 help me out. It's an emergency. When you do whatever you're doing, expect another call at another time, a lot of people don't want to relate with you. They want to relate with what is in your hands. That's why many relationships in the church is fake. Many of the people you had in your centers were fake. And some of you are fake. I've said it. Some of you have no relationship with this church. You have a relationship with what the church gives you access to. You're not thankful. Oh, God has put me in a nice church. He's put me in a good church. I'm receiving teachings that can better my life. That's not your business. That's not your business. That's not your business. Uh, In this church, my friend is Benson. When I ask 200, I get 200. God has put me in a wonderful church. He's put me under a good pastor. He's teaching. No, no, no. So the day Benson tells you, Sina, suddenly you are relating with him. You have a problem with what he's relating with. He's in the church. You're also in that church. Sina, Leo, Miminataka. Sina, you don't have. I wish my swai look at you. You are saying you don't have. Okay, you plus your church go to hell. 
wicked man. Then you'll be coming and standing there and saying that uh, today is center service. You must be a giver. So a lot of people had no relationship with the church. Their relationship was with individuals that were beneficial to their survival. Let me go to church. If Benson sees me and I call him Wednesday around 2 p.m., he'll sort me out. So, Many people have no genuine relationship with the church. Oh, yes. They have no, there are people in this church, I have done nothing for them. There are people in this church to say that I have taken one shilling and put in the, never, but they have been here for years. And there are people I emptied myself into them. The day you are not able to empty yourself is the day they paint you a wicked man, a very hard man, and they walk away to look for the next person to devour. There are people here, I have done nothing for them. They are still here. And there are people that I have done everything for and they are not here. That is why I know that stopping the passing, stopping the centers is a way into getting a genuine church member. If you love Jesus, if you love God, if you are saved, benefit or no benefit, you will come to church. There are people I would have I've sold my soul and given the money to them and they will still not be here. Yes. And then our people have done absolutely nothing for them. They are here year after year. When I look into my life, it's like some people came to reap from my life <laughs> what they sold elsewhere. Have somebody in your life, they ask you something, you give, 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 give. Every time they ask you something, you give. And then one day, they ask you and you don't have. Watch their reaction. Oh yes, watch their reaction. Thank you. One sister was in this church. A relative of hers died. And church didn't have money. And a lot of times, church doesn't have money. I raised money from my pastors. She was in one of the branches. If the pastors will remember, it was a relative of this person. I raised money and I said, appreciate. I think either I raised the money from the pastor of the, I think the, the pastors, yes. Church didn't have money. So I made the pastors contribute. And they gave this woman for the loss of her relative. Then a few months down the line, another person died. And at that time, is it died, I think, or something? At that time, church didn't have money. 
And some of my pastors were also in difficulty. So, you see, even if we fly to heaven and we come down, see now. Nikweli, see now. So, we were unable on that occasion. And sometimes, many people don't know that. I even postponed. You see, I may not have done something when I should. But the pastors always know that. We have in mind that we owe this person to do something in the future. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that. For that occasion, I'm, I'm forgetting who died the first time and who, I think the second time, either the person was sick or something. Yeah. And then we were unable to help. That is how we became a bad church. That is how we became wicked people. And that is how this person has never stepped foot in this church up till today. If you are thankful, do you remember the other times? You know, sometimes you see, some people walk around as though they went to Lebanon and worked and put the money in your pocket. So when they are asking you for it, they expect you to give me the money. Ah, I went to Lebanon, I worked, it's, it's in your pocket. Give it to me. As even as your pastor, I do not feel entitled to anything. I don't. If you like, be around me and have millions. I do not feel entitled to anything. What, listen, what has saved me from greed and saved me from covetousness is the fact that your millions is not my money. If you give me, thank you. You don't give me, it's your choice. It's how I have pastored years. There are people here, they have never been a blessing to my life. But I'm very fine with them. There are some of you, I should see you and slap you. For, for, for abuse of a human being. I have preached to you for 10 years. Are you saying that my God has never blessed you? Even once. When I see you, you should be slapped. But we are fine. Come on now. It's because I am not entitled to anything you have. Me, I've watched people call me devil. <laughs> Wicked. People have been good to and sometimes I sit back and I say, wow. You mean it's, it's, it's so real? Yes. So some people have been taught to say thank you without being thankful. Asante Basi. You know, they do uh, Pole Basi. Yes. So Asante now also has. Asante Basi. <laughs> you want me to say thanks? Tell it thanks. You see, you have, you, you've thanked somebody without being thankful. <laughs> you don't like the teaching. <laughs> uh, you don't like the teaching. Anybody that doesn't like the teaching is a witch. Confirm witch. Confirm, confirm which? Yes. <laughs> Certified winch. <Yes. 
believe I'm blessing somebody. You know, that sister's story is, is the most shocking story. One of the most shocking stories. Because I know that, I know the situation at the time I forced the pastors to give her something. Yes, I know what the situation was. Sometimes we, yes, it was COVID. Sometimes we are even in crisis. The church is in crisis. And I prioritize such people and their issues above the church. And the one time, he said, check your hearts. You know, some of you may think, oh, he's preaching about somebody. Check your heart. The one time somebody is unable to come through for you, how do you behave? You, check yourself. Before you start teleporting the teaching. You get a point now? Oh, he's talking about Jackie. He's talking about Sean. He's talking about Rachel. No, you, you, you. The one time somebody is unable to come through for you, how does your heart behave? You will know if you are truly thankful or not. Some of you, you stay in your houses cursing innocent people. This one that I'm calling him. Analinga. Is it Linga? Analenga. 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 Hmm. You see, these are the things Apostle has been talking about. People in the church who won't listen to Apostle's teaching. Wicked man. If, if you pick the call and tell me you don't have, what will, what will happen? Yeah. This poverty. Me too, I'll leave it. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Certified winch. Certified winch. This poverty that people are now lenga lenga my calls, lenga lenga my 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 text messages. That's why some of you you want to know that they truly read your message. So you have message read receipts or something, even SMS you have set it so that when they read you know eh? he has read the text message. <laughs> Ana lenga mimi. <laughs> I think the network has a way of informing you that your text message has been read. Yeah, no, not WhatsApp, text message. Yeah, you receive a receipt. Yes, that your message has been read. Yeah, so you've set it on your text message. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. He doesn't have, I, I know he has read the text message. Analenga. Number three, give thanks as a weapon that releases the greatest miracles. Give thanks as a weapon that releases the greatest miracles. Today you are going to learn that as someone Thanksgiving is a weapon. <laughs> no wonder it has not been operating in your life. <laughs> Thanksgiving is a weapon. 
and it is a weapon that releases one of the greatest miracles in your life. Give me John 6.23. Let me show you. John 6.23. How be it there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that the Lord had given thanks. This point is to show you how Jesus used thanksgiving. Follow me. Thanksgiving to release one of the biggest miracles of his ministry. Are you here? Or you've gone home? Oh yeah? Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. True? Jesus raised the dead, at least off the top of my head, twice in the Bible. The widow of Nain, the son was going to be buried. He touched the coffin. The young man came to life. Lazarus, John 11, he came to life. He raised the dead. Jesus opened the deaf ears to hear, isn't it? He, he caused the dump to speak. He did deliverance. Now, all the miracles in Jesus' ministry was none. The reason they wanted to make him king apart from this miracle in John chapter 6 of the breaking of bread. He had only five loaves of bread and two fishes. That's all he had. Give me verse 15. John 6, 15. Watch this. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him, what? By force. To make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. This is the miracle that happened and they wanted to make Jesus king of Israel. What was the miracle? 5,000 plus men are hungry. They are hungry. Jesus had five loaves and he had two fishes. That's all that they brought. What is five loaves and two fishes in the presence of 5,000 plus human beings? So he takes the five loaves and he takes the two fishes and he only gave thanks. And there is the miracle of multiplication. I, I think I understand why your last Empesa was two years ago. The next one is in 2030. In the face of so much lack, in the face of hunger, in the face of despondency, in the face of not knowing what to do, he lifts up five loaves and says, thanks. How do we know? Verse 23. Verse 23. How do we know? He says, 
After that, the Lord, the miracle happened. After that, the Lord had what? Giving thanks. Some of you don't pray over your food. That's why you eat today. The next time you eat is Wednesday. You may toy with what I'm teaching you. You may, oh, he's too much. I'm not too much. I'm not too much. If you know the power of thanksgiving, praying over food won't be a hassle for you. You see, even before that food landed on the table, you had no idea it was going to come. I was surprised when I read Paul and Paul said that everything sold in the market can be eaten even as long as it is received with thanksgiving. If they served you snake meat you can eat it. As long as you receive it with so where do you place thanksgiving? He said, whatever is sold in the shambles, that what? Eat. Asking no question. In fact, the one for thanksgiving, this is for conscience sake. Then they said, it, it should be received with thanksgiving. So, you can eat anything with what? Thanksgiving. Do you know what that means? You're saying, God, this is what you have deemed fit to provide for me. I pity parents whose children determine what to eat. And I'm going to say it again. I say, I pity you as a mother whose children determine what they eat. Mom, today, don't prepare uh, potatoes. I want to eat uh, jollof rice. So when they prepare potatoes and they set it in front of Kababa, he said, Mom, I told you I'm not going to eat potatoes. <laughs> you told me you're not going to eat potatoes. But by the time potatoes, your, your teeth go come out. <laughs> potatoes again, Mom. I pity you as a mother. I pity you as a father. Your children determine what they eat. Whatever is set before them, they must receive it with thanksgiving. Hey, there are some broke people, eh? Forgive me, broke ass people. That I have met in my life. I am surprised. You're broke. You're not just broke. Your ass is broke. <laughs> then they tell you, I don't eat meat. Sean. Me, I think, is rich people who do that nonsense. Me, I think. Yeah, me, I think, is rich people that do that. But if you came from the poverty I came from, you don't have choices. Reaction, you see, you will eat till your body overcome whatever reaction it gives you. 
So some of you, you are not poor. You are rich. I don't eat this. And you should see them broke. When you put the food in front of them, they'll be like, nini, nini. If you were broke, eh? I think rich people do that. At least, that's how my mind works. I think rich people say, I don't eat this. You know? Yes. If you're flying um, economy, all right, they rarely give you much room to choose what to eat. Is there fish, vegetable? Yes. But if you're flying business class, you're given a menu. Yes, beforehand. Everybody, those at the back, they'll give them whatever is there. But business class, first class, you have the choice. They are giving a menu. You choose, I want this. I want this drink. I want to drink this. I want that. Then they, they come and take your order at the back where every one of us is. Nobody comes for order. They stop by your aisle. They ask you fish, beef, you choose one. So when you, you, I know you, I know you are broke. I, I, I said, I know you, I know you are broke. Then you are doing, I don't eat this. You see, if you were living with me, with that attitude, what did you say you don't eat? Chicken? I'll cook chicken every day. What did you say you don't eat? You, 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 you don't eat indegu. Indegu. You don't eat indegu. Every day we'll cook indegu. Hmm. I went to my mother's village and I almost died. Yes. I was, I was barely 10 years or 11 years. I almost died. I felt sick. I felt sick of a strange illness. My grandma couldn't explain. She couldn't explain. I almost died. I, I believe I was 10 or 11 years old. Yes. At that time, I was staying with my grandmother. So, my grandmother who went for morning devotion every morning, f- final resort before I die, last, last, she went and brought a juju man to her compound. I remember I was lying in the compound on a mat looking into the skies and the man entered my grandmother's compound with that metal. You seen that metal? Some of you have not seen that metal. <laughs> yes, it makes noise. They put it. She, he came. He entered my grandmother's compound and then he walked around me like this. He walked. He walked. I was about 10 or 11 years old. He walked around me. My mother, my grandmother was expecting him to do the things. So he walked around, then he backed off and called my grandmother and told my grandmother he can't touch me and he can't help me, but 
my grandmother should make sure I don't eat okra. You know okra? You call it okra. I shouldn't eat it. So, she, so my grandmother was like, okay, it looks like this boy is going to die. Yes. So from that time, and okra is my staple food. She was asking, he was asking my grandmother to not give me something that you have always eaten, right? So I stopped eating it. Fast forward, my mother came for us from the village and we are now living with her. What was I eating? Okro. Yes. But she told my mother what she was instructed. My mother did it, I think, for one month. She got tired. He said, if you are eating okro, you go eat them. Your child is going to die. Don't give him okra. You eat it. I ate it. You understand? I think it's rich people that do. You know, I don't eat. Um, is there sugar in it? I don't eat biscuits with sugar. No, you, you know, I, I don't like eggs. Is it gluten free? I don't like eggs in my food. Huh. That we will eat eggs every day in that house. I don't, I don't like the skin of the chicken on the chicken. Somebody must cure you. <laughs> I said somebody must cure you. Yeah, you are developing a bad habit and somebody must cure you. The Bible says, look at it, for every creature of God is good. Pork is good. Every creature, every creature means snake. Every means every. Every means every. Every creature of God is good. <laughs> then he says, and nothing to be refused. So, in the liberty of Jesus Christ, there is no food to be refused. You are broke. We have chicken. You say you don't eat chicken. Me, I should give you money to go and buy what? Ah, Charlie. Charlie. Even if you are Queen Elizabeth, I won't do. Yes. Nothing. Is it? Look, read your Bible. Nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Maybe the manner of preparation may be the only controversy. Yeah, but as for eating it, we eat. Yes. You are here saying that uh, I don't eat pork. Why don't you eat pork? You know, when Jesus casted the devils, they entered the pigs and the pigs drowned in the sea, right? Let me ask you, when the pigs drowned, they died and drowned, who do you think ate the pork? The fish. What should you not eat? The fish. 
Yes. It was the fish that consumed the pork. So if you are truly, truly not going to eat, it is fish you should not eat because they ate the possessed pork. Yes. <laughs> if you tell me I'm not eating meat because of health, I'll say, yeah. Yes. I just don't like it. That one is even worse. I just don't like it. You know, some of you, I'm looking at you and I, I suspect that you were born into a very billionaire kind of families. Dangote kind of families. <laughs> yes. Maybe the style of preparation, we, we can argue about that. Yes. But as to the eating of it, it says every creature of God. Did God create it? Yes, pastor. Then he says nothing to be refused. <laughs> Are you here? What you lack, do you understand, is thanksgiving. It looks to me as though we hate ourselves. Because if thanksgiving is the window to my greatest miracle, why don't I love thanksgiving? You see, if you like teach this, raise a prayer of thanksgiving after you teach it, you'll get the same result. By the power of thanksgiving, Jesus performed one of the greatest miracles that almost caused him to be instituted as a king. He opened the eyes of the blind. It was like, yeah, wonderful. He opened the deaf ears. Wow, amazing. The dumb spoke. Wow. But he gives thanks and multiplies bread. And they said he must be king. He must be king. You see, you underrate the power in thanksgiving. And you will learn much later. Maybe when we go to heaven, how much of your own miracles you stopped by being ungrateful. Are you listening to me? There is power in what? Thanksgiving. And if you want your next miracle, become what? Thankful. Amen? Yeah. Lastly, number four. Next week we shall continue. Avoid unthankfulness since it is a sign of the last day evils. Second Timothy 3.2 Last week, I dwelt heavily on it. How that at the end, 
many people will be what? Unthankful. So avoid unthankfulness since it is a sign of the last day evils. One of the evils you're going to see in the end is what? Unthankful people. The church is going to be filled with unthankful people. People don't like that point at all. Oh yeah. Some people are in the congregation of the unthankful. Oh yes. I don't know if it's good or bad, but anything I do for my children, I expect them to say thank you. Yeah? I'm teaching them. It starts from me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, daddy, for the fees. You're not saying thank you for the fees. You don't say thank you for the fees. Prepare to pay your fees next time. Prepare, you see, unless it becomes a habit, you will be entitled everywhere you go. And so many people are entitled because they are unthankful. Akietu, Akietu, Akiangu, Akiangu is my right, is my right. Let me tell you something. Apart from Jesus Christ saving me, saving you, what do we have in common? She'll be in Kisumu. She loves Kisumu. I'll be in Accra. Apart from Jesus Christ saving me, then Jesus Christ says, I want to save her too. And then she's been saved. And then our path have crossed. Apart from that, I'll be drinking beer somewhere. Maybe the next thing that will make me to relate with her is that I met her in the club and I want to sleep with her. Mention anything besides these two that Jesus saved me and saved her and that I saw her and I want to sleep with her. Finito. What will bring the two of us together? Nothing. So when you meet strangers and they are kind to you and they show you love, appreciate it and stop feeling like the, it's, it's yours, it's mine. There's nothing owed you. Simple. Even the ones they are sleeping with, they are not giving them anything these days. They are washing clothes. Do you understand? And they are not giving them anything to talk of me that Jesus has saved and then he saved you. He saved me. He saved you. What brings? Nothing. What connects us? Apart from that Jesus saving us, nothing. Show me the richest man if he has 10 million in his account. And he removes 100,000. That's 100,000 he could use for a business. And he gave you. And you are still saying, I'm not grateful. (laughs) I realize that I'm a very poor man. Very poor. 
extremely poor. Because I don't have the habit of rich people. So this year, I have purpose to start acting like a rich man. Pastor, what are you talking about? I have a very bad habit. Yes, I have a very bad habit. Rich people, LP Lisa, will go to a restaurant, they will eat, they will pay a bill of 10000 The waitress cannot even get a tip of 100 shillings. He has paid a bill of 10000 Waitress, that brought water. Hello, sir, are you all right? Every, he finished, he paid his ass. I realized that poor people like me like giving out money. Yeah, so I've decided to begin to behave like I'm a rich man. You didn't get the point, have you? So when you see me in the church, I'm a rich man now. I'm a very rich man now. Yes. I think poor people easily give out. Yes. Yes. Like you're so filled with kindness. Yeah. Oh, you see that? Oh, the sister looks. Oh, is it, can I? You have 1,000. You split it. Take five. And, uh, I've decided to be a rich man. So for some time now, I've been behaving like a rich man. I know you don't know, but I've been behaving like a rich man. I know you don't, is, is what I'm saying is deep. I'm a very rich man now. Yes. Oh, okay, I've decided to behave like a rich man. Some people understand. <laughs> when you see me in the church, you say, hey, wicked man, say, hey, the rich man is going. <laughs> the rich man, I've decided to behave like a rich man. Yes. The other day, there are places I go and the parking attendants, once they see me, if you like be driving a Bentley, they'll stop you. Then they tell me, park. I go and park where I should not park. So since I started behaving like a rich man, I avoid them. Do you understand? So the other day, one caught me. I didn't want his parking, but he wanted me to take the parking. In my head, I'm like, you are going to spoil my richness. Yes. I go, I leave, they don't see me. There are places I go, I'm telling you, that they just see me and they will give me VIP treatment. Because this poor man will give them something. So I have decided to be a rich man. So when the only reason they caught me was I had to bring the window down for them to inspect and then the guy was looking. So I know this person. <laughs> the other day I beat them. Do you know what I did? I put the mask. An idea occurred to me. And I put the mask. And they inspected the car. They couldn't tell it was me. I was happy. Yes. I'm a rich man now. I've decided to behave like a rich man. Yes. If you open the gate for a rich man. A, he drives off. This poor man will say, oh, take this. Because, see, I think because of my poverty, I identify with your poverty. I say, let's share, let's share. Let's share what we have. You got the point now. But now I've decided to behave like a rich man. If you like, open the gate. Carry the gate. I don't see. 
I know see. I know see. I know see. I'm a rich man. I'm behaving like a rich man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you go and shop, they carry your bags, right? Then when you get to the car, they drop, they, they look at you. They, you tip. I, I, I tip. Me, I think I'm a very good tipper. Yes, I'm a very good tipper. Yes. So now, because I started behaving like a rich man, you see, I carry the bag like this. I carry it myself. Yeah. And I put it in a car. I carry it myself. Yes. At the, at the um, till, you know, they ask you, do you own the bag? You know, then, you, then when they finish packing, they, they, oh, let me help you. I said, no, don't worry. I can carry it. I'm strong. Yes. And I carry it. Yes. So I've started behaving like a rich man. And I know I'll be very rich very soon. I think I've seen a difference since I started behaving like a rich man. Yes. The feeling of solidarity. Charlie, we are all here. I have 5,000. Let's share. Take two. Take one. You take five. I think it's the habit of poor people. Yes. If you like, talk to Sam, he'll tell you, a rich man will come and withdraw five million. Come and withdraw. He'll be looking at the teller. That is, the guy is going with two million. He can't even remove five thousand. What is five thousand out of? I've I've started behaving like a rich man. I I promise you. Is the guy who has come to remove five thousand? That looks at the teller. So shikahi, kunya soda, rich man. He has removed all this. You have done your job. Thank you. I'll see you next week. That's it. True or not true? Mercy. Rise up on your feet. <laughs> Lift up your two hands. I want us to thank the Lord for his message. <laughs> it's not a trap. <laughs> It's what we always do. Just that you don't do it well. Yeah, you should always thank God for the message. Yeah. Somebody who is about to become genuinely thankful is also about to receive the greatest miracle of their life. Yeah. For that, you should thank God that I have heard today that by becoming thankful, I can experience my next greatest miracle. That's something to be thankful about, isn't it? Lift up your two hands and thank the Lord for his message. I need a thankful church in this building. What will he send your way next week? If you didn't thank him for what he sent you this week. Come on, give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you. We give you thanks. Lazuza baredele makadini miriada hai. Razoka parode de merebere bere basanda namaha. Mando pari escadala mahandios. Izule mezendele makida lia katai. Come on, church. Lift your voice and give him thanks. Emele mele mele malatha satala mahandia. Izuzimrindis katari estabahai. Adela mahadayosam parias kibrihitisqua. Antarabarabarabalaba sandenge de ketalies. Taruzo bredescaporia daha. Arredo sumali andayamakates. Feronda la masambri disquiplahados. Ivere vere vere tarias cabarianda. Come on, give him thanks, give him thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the transformation as a result of your word. I want you to pray for a genuine heart that is appreciative, genuine heart that is thankful. The little that is done to you, you want to be appreciative. You want to pray that it will become your habit. It will become the real part of you. That no matter what is done for you, as small as it is, you will genuinely be grateful. You will genuinely be thankful. Lift your voice and pray for a thankful heart. Pray for a thankful heart. Yes, Lord. Child of God, pray. Pray for a thankful heart. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Pray for a thankful heart. Yandala mazabaria baria dandele mezindiri bakapai. Yasaka parabala bala bala andia. Irraze keperia degle zupradaya. Irretaka parabara bala baha. Irrendilima andios kapoya. Irreparabala ba creating me, Lord. A heart that is thankful. Ito pale mendicato roba zataya. To be thankful, Lord, for the little that is done in my life. Yake burada sambre discopaya, irrenderebe simpalia dai, ikaro maramala mahandia, irrobo somparie ziblidis, ituna malamataya, ikabora marade sembridis kapai, irreto paratelebe liges, hazuga zanda zige, izim. Bridi kaporia bai intala matada talimba la katapare zugaria baristukatai aten miriria bai izaga zatura bola matabai imba in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you. You are a good God. You have been good to us. Lord, even though we have behaved unthankful towards your many good things done in our lives, thank you, Lord, that you are teaching us to say thank you. Today, as our hearts are being molded into hearts that are genuinely thankful, so let your miracles follow our thankfulness. In the name of Jesus, Lord, as we walk in thankfulness, as we operate in the spirit of thankfulness, let, oh God, our lives be tremendously blessed and transformed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord a big clap offering. The Lord bless you. Please have your seat. Are you blessed? Amen. Before we take our offerings, I'm announcing our Easter convention. Amen. Yes. From the 5th of April to the 9th of April. And the theme for the convention is Bima. Amen. So, don't come alone. Invite somebody. Come with somebody. Amen. Somebody you've not seen in church for a while, get them to rekindle their love for Jesus around the Easter. Amen. The Lord bless you even as you do that. Hallelujah. So, look out for um, the flyers. You should... If you are a member of the church, one of the things you do to promote the church is sharing the meetings on your wall, your page, your WhatsApp, do you understand, with friends, with families. It, 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 it should be something that comes to you naturally. I don't know if you understand. Why? Because you are part of the church. Do you get it? Some of us, we behave like we need to be paid, you know, before we put the flyer, before we share the flyer. Amen? Don't worry, I'll set up an office to pay those of you who want to be paid. <laughs> Amen? So, I want you to take notice of the convention. Um, we're going to learn about Bima. And it's important. Amen. All right. Time for offering. Go with me to Isaiah 48. <laughs> Mercy. The verse 11. I want to show you something God is going to do. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted and I will not give my glory unto 
another. Amen. Now, the miracle you're about to receive is a miracle God is going to do for his own sake. You're going to receive the miracle of I will do it. That is God speaking in your life. I didn't hear your amen. You're going to receive the miracle of I will do it. Amen. Rise up on your feet with your offering. Father, glorify yourself. Do it as you have purpose to do in the life of somebody here today. Lord, for your own sake, for your sake, do it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The ashes will guide you to come for your offering. Just follow the direction of the ashes. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry my favor of God. I say to the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry my favor of God. I sit on the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry my favor of God. I seize on the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry my favor of God. I seize on the earth. I'm the city of the city. I'm a city, Father, we thank you, we bless, and we sanctify these offerings in Jesus' name. Amen. Please do have your seats. If you have come to return the Lord's tithe, please do come forward. If you have come to return the Lord's tithe, please do come forward. If you have come to return the Lord's tithe, Please do come forward. If you have come to return the Lord's tithe, today I want us to do something different. I want you to take your tithe card or envelope, put it on your head, and ask God to lift off from your life. By reason of this covenant act of tithing, any burden you have fought to remove, 
that seems to be unremovable. Say, Lord, today I connect, I place a demand on my time that you make a way, you lift it off my life. And that shall be a testimony for somebody standing before me right now. Lift your voice and begin to pray. In front of my melody, you are all that matters. You are all that Pray, pray, pray. I make room for two. You and I, Jesus, you are all that matters. You are all that matters. Oh, oh, you are all that matters. Oh, oh, come on, pray. You are all that matters. Oh, I believe the reason we're doing this is God wants to do marvelously in your life. Oh, you are all that matters. I put you in front. Lift it up, my man. Make a way, Lord. You are all that matters. Create an escape, Lord. You are all that matters. Place a covenant demand on your time. You and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. Oh, oh, you are all that matters. Oh, oh, you are all Something that matters. Something that must be lifted. A problem that must shift. You are all that matters. Something that must give way. But is refusing. As this oil touches you today, may Jehovah come, the one who works for his own glory, make a way in your life. In the name of Jesus, may he make a way in your life. In the name of Jesus, the one who makes a way, may he make a way. May burdens be lifted. May situations be turned around in your favor. Covenant demand is a lifting, 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 it is a lifting, it is a lifting in your life, in the name of Jesus, it is a lifting in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus, you will make a bigger world, you create a bigger door, you create a bigger way, you make a bigger door. He'll give you a bigger opportunity in the name of Jesus. He's the one who makes way where there seems to be no way. Whatever needs lifting, he's lifting. Whatever needs blessing, he's blessing. Whatever needs establishment, he's establishing. Whatever you couldn't do for yourself prior to today, the Lord make a way and set you up for a great miracle in the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Father lift up our heads above the reach of our enemies. Cause Lord a financial windfall. A financial turnaround 
in our lives, Lord, in our businesses, in our careers, in our professions, in the mighty name of Jesus, where there was little before, Lord, cause an increase to replace little in our lives. In the name of Jesus, let avenues for businesses open. Let doors for businesses open. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. And now, Father, rebuke the devourer. Every trace of the devourer, activities of the devourer, may they be rebuked today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lay it on the altar. The Lord bless you. Amen. I did say that we're going to take two offerings, isn't it? Um, let's do it this way. I'm, that offering, the media offering, I'm going to use envelopes for it so that it's differentiated. Do you understand? Uh, the media offering is for us to get our media department sorted with very good equipment like cameras. Amen. So we're going to be using this church number. Yes. For that, in case you're giving by Mpesa. It's not a pledge. It's now, sai, sai. Do you understand? I'm not doing pledge. I'm looking for people that will say, Sunday I'll give towards the media project. Do you get it? And if we keep on in a little while, we're going to have equipment in the studio, cameras, um, so that, yes. Yeah. Amen. And if we do so, so well, then we're now part of the media project is lights. All right, lights. And that will necessitate us to do the altar as well. Do you understand? So it's an important project and I believe that we all must be part of it. So the envelope is not pledges, it's offering sai, sai. Do you get it? Yes. And that one I call for it. If you want to give a thousand, please come pick an envelope and then you remit immediately. You can return the envelope to me if you want or you can keep it. But I will take it by by envelope. Amen. If you give a thousand to us, the media project. Yes, yes. Use, if you're using M-Pesa, please um, use the number on the screen. Every Sunday, I'm going to take this offering. It's very important. Amen. Yeah. If we want to go on television right now, we don't even have the equipment to shoot a nice video. You get a point now? Yeah. We don't have the equipment to... God bless you. Amen. Yeah. If you want to give a 500 towards the media, please come to me. 500 shillings. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Azimi, you are supposed to give a thousand. <laughs> Mercy. He's laughed. God bless you. If you give a 500, please come. This is our media project. 
I'm going to do it until we bought state-of-the-art cameras, editing staffs in that studio. You get it? Yes. After I buy, I'll sack some people from the studio. You get the point now? I always have a plan. Right now, they can stay there. Right now, they can spoil the ones they want to spoil. But the moment I buy all these things, some people, they will enter there. It will become the holy of holies. Yeah. I'm serious, by the way. There are some people, once I buy this equipment, they will never enter that place. Yeah. Do you know what they are? They are Joakali. There are some, they don't have anointing. There are some people, they'll take a camera. Sunday morning, you see that they are using screwdriver to open the camera. Mba. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You get the point now. So, unless they change. Yes. yes. So, from time to time, I'll enter that place and check. Otherwise, some people, after we buy all that I have to buy, they'll never step foot there. Before Sunday morning, I come to church and somebody is using screwdriver on a camera. The lens has broken. They have dropped it. Hey, scratches. They are wiping it with, hey, zip clothes. They are using it to wipe the lens. Yeah, so this project is important. If you'd want to give a 300, please come. 300, please come. 300 shillings. These are media projects. Every Sunday, I'll take this offering. Shamelessly. Yes. Some of you, when they take photos of you in the church, and you are looking nice, you are very happy. Now, we want to do it with good cameras. Yes. Elias is here. That's his field, right? Elias, the still camera, a still camera. Um, Top of the range, um, Sony can go for about how much? Please listen. Top of the range, Sony camera, still. One can be about how much? Which one? Which model is that? Just Canon. That's one still camera, 90,000. Second hand, yes, right? Good. Then he also tell you, he'll tell you that there's a Sony that goes for 300,000. Is it? Yes. If you want to buy good things, it costs money. You understand? So we're all going to be part of it. Isn't it? We're all going to be part of it. If we shoot our videos for church in 4K, it's not going to be done by these phones that they use. That's why the days Elias come with his camera, people are confident. You get a point now. Yes. And then you come late. You have to go there. <laughs> So, this is a project we are on. Yes, a day will come. You just see we bought staffs and they are here. Amen. This project is very dear to my heart. So, if you also know somebody who can help us 
um, please do your best to, who should they contact? Contact um, Odo. Now that we don't have shepherds, you should always know who to go to. There are some people, if you give them money for me, they'll chop them. <laughs> so always look out for who has apostle appointed to collect media money and offerings. Give it to Odo. Do you understand? Don't go and say, oh, where is Shepherd Yangu? Shepherd Yako at Kula. Pastor Yangu. Who is it? Maneno. So, <laughs> we start chasing a shepherd. They said they gave you the media money. 1,000. Where is it? No, 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 no. If you are somewhere, if you are somewhere, and then you remember, ah, or God has blessed you, then you say, I want to give 2,000 for the media. Send it to Odo. Do you understand? Yes. Send it to Odo. Odo. I'm mentioning Ghanaian name now. There's a Ghanaian name called Odro. Then she's Odo. Odo. Mercy. Don't go and look for where me Basanta Linda Yangu. Atakula. Don't say, oh, you are close to apostle. Media money, give it to Odo. Omelipa. Hey, come. Are you a member of this church? You come to church here. Do I know you? <laughs> Introduce yourself, please. What's your name? I'm Ninaowa. Oh, so you have, what do you do? You're a member of the church? Oh, okay. Do you know her? Please stand. Do you know her? Does she look familiar? Oh. Okay. Please be punctual so that the other members will know you. Because me, even me, your pastor, I, I seems I don't know you. The congregation doesn't know you. Okay. Oh, you're a first timer. When they don't come like that, I forget their names. Yeah. Now I have to ask, what's your name? Mercy. <laughs> I don't remember her name. I'll find out after service. You tell me her name. Yeah. All right, if you give a hundred, please come. A hundred. A hundred, two hundred. Okay, that one, come and put it in my hands. A hundred, two hundred. Now, general offering, bring it. That's boosters. Yes, in this offering, we'll take boosters. Boosters for camera. God bless you. God bless you. That's boosters for camera. When the cameras are functioning and editing is going on, I won't be ashamed. God bless you. God bless you. Favor, wait. The French version. Is it your creation? Is there? I've never heard of I didn't hear that one. Hey, you are shocking me. I didn't understand anything till the English came. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. No, that one I could tell. Bless you. Boosters, 100, 200, come. God bless you. 
Booster. A whole Mandela booster. God bless you. Rose. Okay. <laughs> I'll catch them. I think I've picked the trick. Amen. So we'll do this every Sunday. Amen. Until we get to that place and you see that everything is in order. Booster. God bless you. Esther, booster. Booster. Next Sunday, not booster. God bless you. Lynette, booster. A whole Lynette. Lynette is my secret millionaire in this church. Yes. <laughs> uh, you people, you don't know. Me, I'm a Luyao. I have a land in Luya land. Yes, bought for me by 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 Lynette. I have a land in Luya land. Yes. If you sack me, I'll go to Koelel. I'll go to Kachibora. Yes. <laughs> you don't believe it. You, what have you bought for me before? <laughs> Lynette has bought a land for me in... You see, I, I think you think I'm joking. But I'm not joking. What have you bought for me before? In Budalangi. If I elbow you. <laughs> so if the God blesses you, you want to give anywhere you are at all, just remember Odur or send to this number and send a message that you are giving a media offering. Amen. The Lord my God bless you. May your week be prosperous. May you encounter his favor. Favor that distinguishes. Favor that establishes. Favor that lifts above others. And favor that causes men to do you good. Experience it this week in Jesus' mighty name. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.